Hey, hey, quick intro. Sorry, this will be two seconds. I was trying out a new recording device for this episode while I'm on the road, just trying to uh, reduce the number of things that I have to pack every time I go. Anyway, it didn't work out. Audio quality is garbage, but well, it's not that bad. All right, I'm kind of selling myself short here, but it's not ideal. So anyway, just so you're aware, next episode will not be like this, but I'm not going to be able to replicate this episode again. So here you are. I hope you enjoy it. I really, really enjoyed recording this one. That's why I'm kind of angry that the audio didn't didn't match up. So anyway, here it is. Hey, my name is Zach, and this is the Plaid Jacket Philosopher, the podcast for tradespeople and the blue-collar middle class. I'm hoping to punch a few holes in the stereotypes that surround blue-collar workers and hopefully share a lot of the stories behind how we got into our line of work and the honest joy you can get from working outside of the office space. The plan is to mix in interviews as well as some solo stories from job sites, fatherhood, and personal experiences that led me to where I am today. Some will be funny, some will be personal, but hopefully any and all content here can help broaden what your opinion is of the blue-collar middle class. Hey, hey, welcome to another week or month, I guess. <laughs> I know it's been a while since I put one out. It's just everything's been so busy, and I know I've been saying that for a while, but uh, it really is. And, you know, whether it also be a bit of a combination of being lazy or just disinterested, I don't know. I'm just trying to trying to instead do these when I'm actually feeling inspired to do a podcast rather than just pump one out for the sake of pumping one out every week. And it's and now it's just trying to find a way to actually manufacture that uh, that enthusiasm or that interest to get back to recording them because lately with work it's just been uh, it's been a busy schedule it's been hot long days and by the time I get back to my Airbnb or hotel while I'm on shift I don't have a ton of energy to record but I'm heading back home in another uh, two days I'm pretty excited and. Again, also, when I'm at home, almost zero work gets put into the podcast because I'm so stoked to just spend some time with my family again. Anyway, I'm going to try to find a way to actually manufacture more interest on my end, um, get things going a little bit better again. Maybe I can record a, a couple a week now while I'm out of town. Again, I don't know why I'm promising that or even bringing it up because it hasn't worked so far. <laughs> so anyway, we'll, uh, we'll take one week at a time. Uh, but today... I've just kind of, I've got a smorgasbord of notes here in my book that I've kind of been writing down whenever something pops into my mind, but also part of this last like four weeks is more kind of again assessing like the direction that I want to go with this because I think it's important to kind of look back, see kind of, I don't listen back to my episodes per se, but I, you know, I remember enough of them. I kind of know the direction things have been going and I don't know, it's been a little bit of a downer sometimes, I guess. <laughs> like I don't, I don't mean to be. A, it's not kind of my persona, but um, moving forward, I'm just, I'm trying to, trying to shift a little bit because again, like the last couple of years, it's been so easy to kind of get caught up in everything going on, and focus on the really short term, like oh, what's going to happen this fall? What's going to happen this spring? What's going to happen this winter type thing? And it's, it's just looking at windows of three months to maybe 12 months down the road but not really expanding a vision outside of that and to me that's never how I wanted to live my life before and it's not the way that I want to live my life now moving forward like I, I've talked about it a lot but a lot of my perspective shift shifted when I had kids right like it was no longer this short-term gratification of you know what can I do this weekend you know then it was what can I do next month then it's like all right what kind of goals am I setting for myself six months one year down the road and then it ultimately turned into you know three to five years 
and now when I look back, like, you know, the life that we live now, I, I think this was a quote by Elon Musk. I'm not going to get it bang on because I, I don't want to look it up right now, but uh, it was something along the lines of our lives that we're living today are a product of our choices or our decisions three to five years ago. And that kind of cycle just repeats itself going into the future, right? So the decisions that I'm making for myself today are going to lay the groundwork and the foundation for what my life is hopefully going to look like in three to five years. But again, like just the way that everything's been going, the the turmoil economically, uh, societally, politically, like, I mean, you name it, <laughs> it's, a, it's a zoo out there. And all that stuff has just been kind of shifting my focus tighter and tighter. And to me, it's doing me no good. I don't think it does anybody any good if you're kind of losing sight of those long-term goals that you have set for yourself and where you you really want to see yourself go because like I have friends who you know some of us kind of had that same mentality where we were planning for the future we were trying to set ourselves up we had bigger goals that we were working towards a lot of the time we'd write them down we'd or we'd at least kind of talk about them like make them real almost hold ourselves accountable to each other like where we wanted to be in life and I think that's huge. And I think that's another part of this podcast that I missed that I know that I, I talked about a lot in the very beginning was that by putting words out here, by by speaking them out into, you know, whatever <laughs> I know you guys are listening, like by putting it out to you guys, it's making me hold myself accountable because I'm going to have to follow up on that, right? Like there's an audio record, there's a, a digital record out there of things that I've said, things that I want to accomplish. And if I don't, well, you know, um, it's going to sting for me. Like a, a lot of the stuff that I put out here is just kind of things that I myself almost need to hear. And so my best way of dealing with it is talking it out loud. And then uh, when I'm editing it or packaging it together to upload, at that point, I can hear it said back to myself. And then some of it starts to make sense. Some of it I can pick apart and be like, oh, no, that's a real easy fix. Just do it this way. But that's kind of my thing, and that's another thing that I've, I've missed recently is just kind of setting goals out there or, or, you know, just talking about things that I really do want to hold myself accountable to. And again, like none of that means taking your eye off what's going on kind of in the world beyond ourselves because, again, like there's so much going on. But I also think that this time, and this is what I wanted to kind of direct most of my attention to this week, is that this is also one of the most amazing times to be alive as far as, you know, where we are technologically, like the level, the standard of living that we're used to, everything. Like it's, it's so easy to take that for granted sometimes and to just view everything that's wrong with the world at, at any time and feel like, you know, we, we have to try to fix it. We have to try to do something. And sometimes, like, yeah, I'm not saying don't contribute where you can or don't get involved where you can because you obviously should like there is a world out there but sometimes in a situation like this and this is kind of inspired by this whole what are they calling it now i don't know they seem to to change it every week but heaven forbid they just call it being lazy but uh, i think they're calling it quiet quitting now it's something like doing the absolute bare minimum so that you eventually get fired like you're just I, I don't fully understand it because again it just goes entirely against like my own my own code I guess for myself but you know what if you're looking at this and you're getting frustrated like 
Why? Why waste your time getting frustrated with this? All this is doing is clearing your path to move forward. And that's how that's kind of the viewpoint that I'm trying to adopt when it comes to this is, you know, if there's if there aren't people who are willing to step up and, you know, stand beside you and try to actually be productive and, you know, participate in society, participate in the workforce, participate in moving people forward in trying to get things done and trying to to fix things or to to advance things like if people don't want to take part in that like yeah there's going to be a follow there's going to be a reckoning in all this but don't worry about it like just use this as a as a period to absolutely springboard yourself into the future like all these comments and everything that i'm that i'm seeing like and again like this is from different posts on like on different like business websites and stuff and they're all talking about this quiet quitting and the idea of you know millennials are just quitting at alarming rates and um either changing jobs or dropping out of the workforce entirely which again like look if you're entrepreneur entrepreneurial minded and you want to go ahead and do something on your own and you're going to excel at that like look i'm not i'm not trying to demean that like that's great that takes a whole nother set of drivers that personally i don't know that if, that i have like i'm I'm more than happy doing this, but you know, I'm not going out there trying to revolutionize the world. Like I just, I like working hard. I like the things that I do. I like, uh, I like the work that I do. And to me, you know, some days, a lot of days don't even feel like work, especially right now, which is again, again, like I've talked about it before, but on this podcast, like sometimes I have to get a bit heated, a bit angry about something. And then I can channel that energy. Like my easy outlet for it is to go onto a podcast, even if I'm not, talking in an angry tone like it's just that it's that energy it's that drive to get out to say something to to do something to to have an outlet for it and lately like it's it's just non-existent in my life <laughs> like i i love the guys that i work with the crew's amazing boss is great like it's it's just great like it, it's so hard to find anything to really nitpick or or get frustrated about even if i read stories in the news that would I don't know, normally maybe frustrate me or cause some kind of a response. Like it's just, it's nothing. I, I can't get angry about it. But to me, to me, there's so much good in life that it's like, yeah, I, I just, I can't focus on the negativity anymore. The last two years have held so much of it that why am I going to spend more energy doing it? Like I've got to start again, like widening my perspective from the next three months, the next six months, the next, I don't know, whatever, what the next mutation, right? Like I'm just not, I'm not worried about it like it's uh instead now i'm trying to trying to focus on all the possibilities all the opportunities that are in front of you because you know while everybody seems to be waiting for an elevator to pick their lives up to carry them up or for other people to for other people to lift them up on their backs instead why are you standing around waiting for the elevator like look around there's stairs there's going to be a ladder there's going to be some way that you can climb up um, one rung or one step at a time like and that's that's kind of the analogy I've been using myself like when I'm just going through things because sometimes I think like god like this is a lot of effort like is it worth it like you know and what is what I'm doing worth it when you know every dollar that I have is being devalued when life is getting more expensive and again like for me it's real easy I just look at my kids and my wife and I'm like yeah it's worth it but to somebody who doesn't have that, like I try to put myself in their shoes because I don't know. I mean, I think it's valuable 
to like try to put yourself into the shoes of somebody who wouldn't agree with you, who would have a 180 degree opposite opinion of you. And to me, like it, it would be hard. I, I don't know. Like you have to have that internal why, that internal driving force. Like, and for me, again, it's real easy. It's my wife and kids. Like that's, I will step over and continue to pull myself up and climb whatever hierarchy or whatever ladder I can at work um, with the intention of providing for my wife and kids. Like that's, I, I have that force. I have that driver. But to somebody who doesn't, like, yeah, maybe it could be tough. Like you have to actually have a real internal motivation to move forward to advance your own life. And everybody will have a different a different reason for it. But you have to have that. Like whenever I read these stories, it's just all you get is this sense of no matter no matter how they try to spin it, like if it's an empowering thing, like, oh, like thousands of millennials are walking off the job because they, you know, they just they're better than this. They this isn't worth their time. No matter how positively they're trying to spin it like to me it just sounds like these people have no reason to push forward and like i get it there's a ton of external pressures that are pushing down on people right now like it's it's tough it's it's hard to but like i even look around at, at site and look at the crew and you know i've got guys who are young like 18 19 year old apprentices and we've got guys who are in their 40s 50s and you know everybody up there they've all got a why they've all got a reason to push forward to keep going to advance themselves to push further on this project to try to see it to its completion and it's awesome like it, it's amazing and maybe this doesn't exist to the same extent in i don't know in a, a white collar job like i i don't know i know personally i would have a real hard time sitting at a desk in in an office every day like i just i don't know that that's not the world i grew up in that's not the world my dad grew up in or you know the an environment that we were exposed to at all. So to me, I, I, I just, I don't know that I could personally find a lot of reason for that either. So I guess <laughs> with some people, I can't really blame them. And that's why I put myself in their shoes. It's like real easy to sometimes think, well, you know, um, maybe it would feel a little bit hopeless. Maybe it would be, but then I look around and I'm like, no, no. Like if you have that internal drive, you want to succeed, you you start expanding your horizon to three to five years down the road and you start thinking bigger picture. Like what is that extra 10% that I put in today? Like what could that expand to? What could that extrapolate to in three to five years? Like where could this get me? Maybe showing up to work 15 minutes early and staying 15 minutes late. Like maybe that will put you first in line for the next promotion. Maybe it will be that little tip over the edge that, that pushes you to that next level that makes you, get noticed that and again like I'm it's funny because I I think I've I have been called this before and I kind of laugh at it because it's like simping for big business which I, I think is hilarious but I uh, I don't mean it that way at all like don't take it the wrong way like when I when I'm at work when I'm trying to get a task done when I'm trying to complete a project or trying to complete a job I'm not doing it for the company like you know you can yeah, like I just, I think there's so much more power in that. It, it brings more of that why into your life. If you're, if you're doing it, like I'm doing it for myself so that I can increase my competitive edge so that I can become a higher value asset so that I can make more money. Like, and again, like it's not, and this is, I'm just talking about work here. I'm not saying that everything surrounds around money, but if you're wanting to get ahead in life and we're talking about work specifically, which is again, 
why I kind of started this podcast in the first place. A lot of it is focused around blue collar work and blue collar culture and why I love it and why, why I think that more people should be exposed to it because there's a lot of pride in this. Right. And that, that's how I feel like I, I can, I can look at a project at the end of the day and say, you know, I put that part together or we put that part together. Like you can physically see your accomplishments. You can see them being built from the ground up. And it's, it's an amazing feeling when you walk away from a completed project and you know, you know, you can pick out what part you had hands on, um, input into that being being finished into it going up or being built and so again like i don't even know where i was going it's getting late um it's something about like just just finding that internal why that internal drive again you're not working for the company you are but you're working for yourself i think that everybody seems to or everybody needs to realize that that you're never you're never in business for a company. You're in business for yourself. You're trying to advance your own life. You know, and a lot of people, like I've seen quotes, something like, um, you know, your job, if your job, whatever, would replace you within 36 hours of you dying, like, why are you giving your life to it? And that's a fair point. Like, it, it really is. If your job is making you that miserable and, you know, again, you don't have that internal reason why, if you feel like you're just going to work for the company, and that seems like a real easy pitfall to fall into, right? But I'm not going to work for the company. I'm going to work for myself. I'm going to work to advance my career. But the best way to do that, again, increase your bargaining power, increase, you know, the position that you come from. And again, like this is this is another thing that has been driving me a bit crazy lately because there seems to be this big push. It's not seems. It's, it's really obvious. Like a big push towards this collective, like planned air quotes economy because i don't think that socialism can ever create wealth or not even just socialism like i mean that is the way it it shows itself but any kind of a collective air quotes economy it doesn't actually provide any wealth it doesn't grow wealth it doesn't advance society it doesn't advance a standard of living all it can do is kind of churn and spin around on its head right that's it like it, it's not progress oriented it's not anything like that oriented it's just going to try to maintain a status quo that continually spirals lower and lower right so but everybody likes to, to attack this saying that well you know wages are low that's obviously a fault of capitalism or of a, a for-profit you know economy an economic plan like and like it's it's funny too because a lot of people will attack the idea of capitalism and while while not realizing that like the system that we live in right now this is nowhere near a free market system right so people who are pro capitalism also aren't happy with the current state of things you know just like people who are pro socialism aren't happy with the state of things like i don't think i don't think anybody's really happy with the state of things when you've got this muddled you know you've got corporate welfare you've got corporate handouts you've got all this backroom dealing you've got all these lobbyists like none of this stuff would fly in a free market capitalist society either i don't want to get spun down into a talk about economics or political systems here because that that wasn't really the point of this but actually on that note i have a couple of banger interviews that i'm in the middle of lining up right now and 
I'm not going to announce them like by name yet, but I will start to talk about them kind of as they get closer and try to release a couple things on social media, which again, I hate social media, but I will try to for a couple of these because I've got a, an author whose publicist had reached out and I, I got a copy of the book and I read it and it's fascinating. Um, the guy was a real big wig at a, at a huge tech company that everybody would know right away. And then he ended up writing this futuristic novel that's kind of um, approaching like what life would be like when AI really steps in. And it's, it's fascinating, like as far as what will it do for, what will people have to work? Like, will we have a UBI? Will people still find meaning in life? Like it, it tackles a lot of really interesting philosophical topics. And so talking to that author, I'm, I'm really excited about because again, like a lot of it, a lot of his discussion points focus on how it'll affect the workforce. And then of course, people's means of providing for their families, people's the way that people will find meaning in life and it approaches it from a lot of different angles. So anyway, that's just something that I'm really excited about. So I want to pass on to you guys because it looks like it's going to be happening here in the next uh, week or so. And then I'll kind of see if he wants anything edited out and then <laughs> drop it on you guys. So I'm excited for that. I'm also going to be talking to somebody who I used to work with who was in the trades and ended up transferring over to the financial sector. And I, I, I'm just fascinated by stuff like that, right? Again, because he was in trades, I knew him personally and seeing this transformation and also hopefully, you know, ask a few questions, learn a few things because again, like, and this all ties into being self-reliant to trying to further your own career to focusing again, like orienting that I'm at work for me. I'm not at work for a company. Like, uh, I, I don't know how to stress that enough because I think so many people get stuck in those gears or they, they get stuck in that mindset that they are just a slave to whatever they're doing, like without realizing that you can change jobs, you can go find new work, you can, you know, you're, you're in business for yourself always for you and your family, whoever your dependents are, like that's who you're in business for. You're not in business for the company you work for. So, and I think that's an empowering message. Like I, I that's not slamming my the company that I work for at all. I love working for them. I love the fact that, you know, again, the, the crew that we've got, the the mentality of the workforce, it's amazing. But again, like <laughs> I'm there for myself, which which will in turn mean that I am more productive for the company, which again, it's just this loop. You know, you keep getting better for yourself, you keep getting rewarded more, you increase your you increase kind of the the financial reward that you get as an asset. And then that just keeps going. It's just a, it's a never ending cycle. And I think that if people took that viewpoint on it, they wouldn't get stuck up thinking that they're just a slave to their job and they're just some meaningless number. You're not like you're not, you just have to change your focus of why you're going to work. And having said all that too, like I also, there's, there's a sense of like almost pride or accomplishment. Like I'm not talking about it in uh, this boastful way of pride, but just this quiet, quiet confidence that if you can provide for yourself, if you start to see advancements in your life, like it just builds. Like I, I, again, I, I've started to kind of, again, I'm also trying to not attack the other side as much <laughs> like the other viewpoint. I'm trying to see it more through their eyes as best I can and focus instead on who my audience ultimately has kind of called itself down to. And it's people who have a similar mindset, you know, who aren't looking for excuses, who aren't looking for pity. 
and that's not saying that there aren't areas in the world that could use it but like i'm not looking for pity ever because i don't think pity can ever be transferred over to respect like you may feel sorry for somebody but if you pity them if if that's the if that's the emotion that you're trying to incite from somebody that person is never going to respect you they may help you they may you know donate to you but i i don't think that's a way to go about life trying to get gain respect and kind of plant your two feet on the ground and try to trek out on your own like i just and i, I that's what i see all the time it's like it's it's this idea that maybe somehow that pity or people feeling sorry for you will be a virtue and i just i don't know like to me you have so much more kind of power and ability than than you seem to think and again i don't know why i'm talking like like you like <laughs> i know that you listening um aren't in that boat because i think you know i've gotten enough angry emails over the 18 months or close to i don't know how long i've been doing this for it's been a while but i've gotten enough emails from people with that mindset or direct messages that i i don't think they listen anymore because <laughs> those angry emails are uh, less and less except for my discussion on roe v wade that one kicked up quite a few feathers but i appreciated it like it was all respectful dialogue and it was it was interesting like so but I'm, anyway, again, I'm not I'm not trying to attack anything. And I also want to talk about as far as like optimism and trying to just change the perspective of this thing a little bit. Um, I don't know if there is a better place to go if you want to lift your spirits than an airport arrivals room. And this is a, a few weeks ago. I had my my grandfather out to visit us at our new place in the new province. And so he obviously had to hop on a plane and his plane was delayed so i was sitting in that waiting room for about an hour hour and 10 minutes and so you get to see a lot of planes arrive you get to see that waiting room fill up and then dissipate and fill up and dissipate right like i think i saw probably three or four planes land in that time and they obviously emptied out right into the waiting room where i was and it is incredible like if you want to go anywhere if you're ever feeling down and you want to get a pick-me-up i mean don't be a creep about it but go sit in a waiting room at a at an airport and it's amazing i mean i remember seeing one sign and i'm i can only assume he was a an out-of-town worker because uh there was a woman and her daughter who were standing there in the lobby and again with like a welcome home sign or a welcome home daddy sign that the daughter who was probably i don't know i'm guessing four to five years old like old enough to understand what was going on and it just the joy to see like not only on the the kid and the wife or girlfriend but like i felt for the dad right away right like i i know that feeling i think i even posted a video to to the social media feeds that my uh, my stepmom actually captured just as i was getting out of the truck and my kids were all running down the street to to come give me a hug and it's there's no greater feeling on the planet so even seeing that and like almost living vicariously through that person in that moment because I can put them, put myself in their shoes. Like if you're gone for two to three weeks or months, whatever it is, like, and then you come home to to that to a sign from your wife and your your daughter, and they're just so excited to see you. It's amazing, right? There are so many other experiences too. Like I, I have a list of them actually. <laughs> I was I was uh yeah I may have been that creep in there because I was just writing down notes of what I saw while I was in that waiting room. But uh you know another one like 
there was a mom there just waiting for her husband and kids who were probably, I don't know, I'm speculating they were off visiting extended family or something, but she was there and all of a sudden the plane starts unloading and you can see her kind of like bobbing her head, trying to look over people, see when she'd see them. And then all of a sudden you see it, like her three kids and her husband come rushing out of the gate and just, it's a massive dog pile of like a hug, right? And it's, it's so cool. And there's so many other stories. Like I'll, I'll just give one more here, but oh yeah, this is the other one. Um, it was really cool. So there was, there was an elderly woman who was waiting. And again, you never know who they're waiting for, but then all of a sudden, like a young couple, probably early twenties comes off the plane and she gives the, the girl like a huge hug. And you can see the girl showing off her hand, like, and then she's there with her fresh new fiance and you know her grandma's meeting her fiance for the first time and she's also seeing this ring on her granddaughter's finger that she's now engaged like and it was just it's so cool because you get to see all these like amazing emotions porto that typically in everyday life like at least myself like i can fall into a, a cynical hole <laughs> where it's like all oh, this stuff sucks like the world is going down like and it's so easy to fall into that and then you know again i spent an hour in a waiting room in a in a uh, an arrivals area in a, an airport and instantly it, it changed my view on all that like 100 180 degrees it flipped it on its head because just seeing the little things like and these occurrences take place every day like every minute something like this is happening somewhere like it's the greatest moment of somebody's life every single minute of every single day and to me like I think that was actually the catalyst for <laughs> for where I wanted to kind of change change a bit of the messaging and again it's not like you know, not everybody, every episode is going to be uh, rainbows and unicorns here. Like, there's still real stuff going on in the world. There's real issues that have direct impact on everybody's lives. But I think I want to focus more on some of the good stuff, too. And just almost a reminder to myself that, hey, like, things are good. Like, even when you're having this really terrible moment in your life, like, somebody else is having the greatest day of their life. And this is happening every single day to thousands tens hundreds of thousands i don't know how many people at any given time like it's just interesting it's actually it's this it's the tattoo that i have on the inside of my right bicep but it's uh life does not cease to be funny when people die any more than it ceases to be serious when people laugh and if you notice a change in my tone there it's because i had my face turned away from the mic while i was reading the inside of my arm but that's a quote from george bernard shaw and it's something that I've had on my arm since I was like 19 or 20. And it was oddly enough, the last quote my mom sent to me before she went into a medically induced coma, but that's a completely different story. She's alive. She's fine now. Everything's good. But, but I just remember getting that quote and like it stuck with me. And sometimes I need to remember that <laughs> because, you know, no matter how challenging life can seem or how dark something may be at any given time, like, somebody else at that exact moment uh they could be down the street they could be on the other side of the world but somebody else is having the greatest moment of their life and life's full of that it's full of contradictions and so yeah uh, i don't know i'm going to try to keep that in mind a little bit more i think and i'm also going to try to put more of these out because this one actually felt really good i did this all in i think i had one pause in the middle at about the 20 minute mark other than that this is just a rambling stream of consciousness almost barely looked at my notes so this is a this is a good one these are usually usually the podcast episodes that i'm happiest with when i'm not uh patching them together 
catching my breath or trying to review notes and it just flows. So anyway, um, thanks for coming back, you know, after a nearly one month recess, I guess. Um, but I'm going to try to get to these more often. I'm going to try to change the tone a little bit because looking forward, like I just think, you know, um, we've got tons of opportunities in, in front of us. And again, if you're of this same kind of mindset, just start broadening that horizon again. Start making those big plans. Start setting yourself up for the future because, I mean, it's it's coming, right? We can't get bogged down in the minutia of every single day or every single week. Um, start looking forward because great things are ahead and you are more than capable of reaching them, grabbing them and, you know, wrestling them to the ground and, like, you can do this. And I think that's a message that we need to get out more, like, Again, like uh, this whole idea that that sometimes being selfish and just focusing on yourself is somehow uh, this horrible viewpoint or this this absolutely despicable way to to look at the world or to to hold yourself. It's it's not true. And sometimes when everything seems to be falling around around you, like the best thing you can do for yourself is just bear down. Like look inside, set yourself up, and move forward to a goal and again start pushing that goal farther and farther out because we're going to get there one day and again the the actions and the decisions that you take and make today will reflect back on you big time in three to five years so keep that in mind you want to kind of keep pushing forward to that and uh always have your eye on the horizon so thanks for coming back for this week and i will talk to you all again soon all right everyone that's it for today I hope you found some value in this week's episode. If you did and are interested in more content like this, please rate, review, subscribe, and recommend the podcast to a friend. I really appreciate all the feedback you have given me to this point and look forward to hearing you again. As always, the podcast page is The Plaid Jacket Philosopher on Facebook, at Jacket Plaid on Twitter, and at Plaid Jacket Philosopher on Instagram. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for the continued support and especially to those of you who reach out weekly with comments on each episode. Have a great week and I'll talk to you all again soon.